Matt Schaff and Jared Small of DraftSharks.com ready to run through the week two slate on DraftKings. Before we get to those picks, though, Jared, how'd things go for you in week one on DK? Okay, I won in cash, lost in tournaments, which if you ask me this every week is going to be the answer most of the time, hopefully at least. Um, yeah, won in cash, thanks to Tyreek Hill. Lost in tournaments, no thanks, unfortunately, to J.K. Dobbins. I ended up playing two tournament teams last week. One was a Jalen Hurts team that never had a chance. The other was a Justin Herbert team with Tyreek Hill on it. That one came very close to hitting the cash line, but you know Dobbins costed it. Dobbins plays that entire game, probably scores two or three touchdowns at that, that team. You know, not, not winning the whole tournament, but probably making a good bit of money. So I was on the wrong side of some uh, injury luck in week one there. And some, you know, just game script luck or game plan luck, I guess, for the Chargers. And unless you're just trying to play it lottery style, it's important to have some cash to support those tournament lineups, which are going to be just a little bit more variable, right? For, for sure. Yeah. If, if I can break even every week, thanks to the cash games, I'm happy. Then hopefully be hit one tournament win this season. That's right. And we'll keep trying to hit those with tournament picks here, as well as cash to, you know, keep the whole thing going along so quarterback the first thing that jumps out to me on DraftKings is Josh Allen leading our QBs in dollars per point projections this week does that surprise you Jared not really I mean I think we're higher than market on Allen a lot of times and we were for the season I think I think we're going to be a lot of weeks this year just just an obvious obvious bounce back spot for the Bills offense heading back home against a bad Raiders defense they have the highest implied total on the main slate so I I love Allen for cash I you know after actually building out some lineups. So I think we're going to end up playing Anthony Richardson in cash for the savings. Um, he's down at 6,300 bucks. They were, you know, saving $1,600 going down from Josh Allen. Richardson scored 21.9 DraftKings points in his debut, you know, had the rushing production, 10 carries, 40 yards and a touchdown also threw 37 passes for a Colts team that in week one finished 12th in the league and pass rate over expected. So it was a pass leaning offense. Colts also played fast. In week one, they were fifth in neutral pace. So, you know, Shane Sykin knows how to use a quarterback like Anthony Richardson. He, he did it the past two years in, in, with Jalen Hurts. So I, I'm just I'm high on Richardson going forward. And I think, you know, he's a guy whose price might you know keep creeping up every week. So I think sixty three hundred bucks is a nice value. Yeah. And against a Houston defense that maybe it'll be better than last year, but it's certainly not scary yet. Uh, Did come out of that game late with a knee injury, but not on the injury report with it this week. So it doesn't look like a concern for this game. Tourney side, what do you like best at quarterback? I like Bill Stacks for all the reasons we talked about. I liked, I like Charger Stacks, um, you know, against this Titans defense. That's just so much tougher against the run than the pass, you know, after the Chargers went so uh, run heavy in week one. I think they're going to flip and be pass heavy in week two. The Bills and Charger stacks are going to be chalky, though. So, you know, keep that in mind as you're building out these tournament lineups. Two uh, lower owned stacks and, you know, t- tournament quarterbacks. I like uh, Joe Burrow, $6,900 on DraftKings. You know, betting on a bounce back here. I think, you know, the, the weather was a problem last week. There was probably some rust coming off the, the calf injury he, he hasn't fared well against the Browns in general I do think uh, bounce back potential for the passing game against the Ravens who have a couple injuries in the secondary uh, the Bengals have a 25 point implied total this week that is uh, fifth highest on the main slate so I think Burrow's in a good bounce back spot with you know Jamar Chase and T Higgins are both pretty nicely priced on DraftKings so that this that comes together pretty easily um, I also like Jared Goff for tournaments, $6,200 played well last week. The fantasy production wasn't huge against the Chiefs, but Goff was ninth in pro football focuses week one passing grade. So you like to see that now he returns home for a Seahawks defense. That was bad in week one against 
Matthew Stafford, even without Cooper Cup, and was really bad against the Lions when the, these two teams met last year. Goff threw for 378 yards and four touchdowns in that game. If you remember, that game produced 93 total points. It was you know the game you had to have to win tournaments last week. I think it was week four of last week. And Amon Ross St. Brown didn't play in that game for Detroit, and he obviously will be there. Um, this week, you know, they have Sam Laporta added to the mix too. So I think, you know, I think Goff, you're always just kind of hoping the touchdowns come through the passing game for him. Cause I do think the Lions are going to score. You just have to hope they come through the air. Yeah. My initial reaction to hearing Jared Goff's name is always, does he really have the upside to be a tournament quarterback? But you can't argue he does. He had it last year. So we know it exists, whether it comes out or not. Um, we'll see. Running back, I'm going to actually start off with somebody else from that Detroit team because David Montgomery jumped out to me. Fourth in our DK dollars per point rankings, and you can find that in the lineup generator. You can also find the projected ownership that Jared started alluding to um, with the bill stacks in there, and that will change up until kickoff on Sunday. So you can keep an eye on who's most and least popular. Should I be surprised that David Montgomery, uh, I guess, first of all, sits that high and also only got a $100 salary bump on DraftKings despite 21 carries and a touchdown in week one? No, I mean, it's a good price, right? 5,800 bucks for a guy that got 21 carries in week one. And yeah, I think he, I think he ended up not seeing a target in that game, but he, he was out there for a good amount of pass routes. So I think, I mean, I have Montgomery here as a tournament play. Um, Cause I like his you know, upside to score twice in this game. Again, if the touchdowns don't come from Jared Goff, they're going to come from David Montgomery, who, you know, looks like he's going to be this team's goal line back like Jamal Williams was last year. We you know how many touchdowns he scored. So I think Montgomery's in play for cash. Um, he didn't quite make my call. I just I think there's a chance Jameer Gibbs does more this week. And you know, and if Montgomery's not going to catch any passes, the floor is a little low for cash games. Yeah, I, I agree with that because of that passing game usage. You said he was out on the yeah. field plenty, but he saw zero targets. So I mean, that just gives him so much variability in PPR where we yeah. want to chase the ceiling of the touchdowns, but we would also like to try to avoid the floor of, you know, no receptions for the, the running back. So I think there are better options. Who do you like more for cash running back? Yeah, well, at the same price as Montgomery and actually our top running back in value is Ken Walker on the other side of that game. And, you know, last year playing Ken Walker as a four and a half point underdog would have been a bad idea because, you know, he wasn't seeing a ton of work in the passing game. But based on we saw what we saw in week one, you know, Walker ran a route on 55% of the Seahawks pass play, saw a 19% target share. I mean, you know, he was still losing some passing down work to DJ Dallas, but Walker was involved in the passing game, looked good as a runner, you know, when the you know Seahawks did nothing in the second half, but in the first half, especially Walker looked good as a runner, uh, you know, a good matchup here, a good game environment for Ken Walker. So I just think he's underpriced and a pretty easy click in cash games. Yeah. And there are a fair number of guys available in that 5k range this week. There are some like, how good are they really type guys, Rashad White, Damian Pierce. So not comfy plays, but if you want to go cheaper at running back, there are options who are the leaders of their backfields. Tournament side, what do you like for running back? Yeah, so I mentioned Montgomery. I like him in tournaments. I, I you know, as good of a value as Montgomery is, I kind of think a lot of people are still going to chase Jameer Gibbs, who's, you know, $500 more, definitely a more exciting player. Looked awesome in week one when he did get the ball. So I think that'll keep Montgomery's ownership down enough where he's a good tournament play. Um, I also like James cook for tournaments, 6,100 bucks. He didn't put up, you know, big fantasy numbers in week one, but he got 12 carries and six targets. Um, you know, played 59% of the snaps was the clear 
lead back for the Bills. Um, if he's going to get like that type of work, and we, we don't need 18 carries out of him, but if he can get 12 or so carries and then play a big role in the passing game, um, especially in this matchup against the, the Raiders, again, the Bills, big home favorites with the highest implied total on the on the main slate. Um, I think, you know, Cook has, has a high ceiling this week. We have Josh Allen, James Cook, and Stephon Diggs all in double digits and projected ownership right now. Are you putting all three of them together in a, in a lineup at all to try to differentiate that way? You definitely could, right? Because Cook does enough in the passing game where he makes sense with Allen. Um, there's another bill that I like a bit more for tournaments that, that we'll get to uh, in a bit here. But I, I do think um, you know playing Cook in Allen stacks can work. So maybe some Cook and Allen, maybe some Cook in the lineups where you don't play Josh Allen, Stephon, yes. but still want exposure to that Bills game. Exactly. Wide receiver for cash. The dollars per point rankings, first of all, start with three straight wideouts in the 3K range. So it should be easy to find some salary relief here. Did any of those guys make it into your cash favorites? They didn't. Um, you know, Jaden Reed, Tyler Boyd, Josh Reynolds, all, you know, $3,800 or less. I don't feel comfortable enough with their value projection to play them in cash. They're nice salary savers for tournaments. I think, I mean, those guys could score 15 points, which is all you would need for a tournament. Um, I'm going up a little bit for my two favorite cash game plays at wide receiver. The first is Debo Samuel, 5,600 bucks. Um, you know, Brandon Ayuk had the big game last week, but Debo saw seven targets, a 24% target share. I think that's the you know level he's going to be around most of the season. Also still saw, two carries in that game, which, you know, helps. I think he's going to continue to play in at least a small role in the running game. And then Debo has just killed the Rams over the past few seasons. He's gone uh, over 90 total yards and scored at least one touchdown against the Rams in each of their last four meetings. Um, and the, the Niners have a big implied total. They're big favorites in this game. I definitely want some exposure to that offense. And I think Debo is the best value on San Francisco this week. Yeah, keep telling that to me because I need the points for my FFPC main event <laughs> yeah, lineup. Coming. I love hearing about it. Tournaments for wide out, but besides those 3K guys, what do you like? Yeah, I'll mention uh, Jahan Dotson, who I actually think is in play for cash games. I probably am going to use him in cash at $4,900. He's also projected for his 4% ownership uh, in tournaments. So I think he's, he's a strong play. Got a 22.5% target share last week. That's a, a nice mark. Um, and I, I think he's going to see a lot of number two cornerback for Denver, Damari Mathis in coverage this weekend. And Mathis is the guy that gave up the massive game to, to uh, Jacoby Myers last week. So I think it could be, you know, Dawson's turn to pick on Mathis. I also like Nico Collins for tournaments, another guy, you know, sub 5k. You can you know say, if you want to play these more expensive stacks, like a Josh Allen stack, like a Justin Herbert stack, these, you know, cheaper wide receivers are going to need them. Uh, Nico Collins in week one, 11 targets, a 25% target share. He was third among all wide receivers in air yards, for this Texans team that, you know, played fast, they were third in neutral pace last week, and they were also ninth in pass rate over expected. So they were, a, you know, a pass-leaning, fast-paced offense. If that continues, there's going to be fantasy value to be had here, even if C.J. Stroud has, you know, kind of an uneven rookie season. So um, Nico Collins against this this Colts secondary, which I don't think is very good. Um, I think he's an attractive tournament play. Like, you know, 100 yards and a touchdown is definitely within his his possible range of outcomes. I agree with that. And looking back to Jahan Dotson, one thing that you like about him or that you should like about him more than some other wide receiver twos is that you don't have to project as much for a team to lean a way that they might not want to. I think in Washington, more than a lot of other teams, there's room for Dotson to just be the favored or at least top scoring wide receiver that particular week. Even if Terry McLaurin's the number one overall, it's not 
it's not one of those clear number one, number two situations. It's one where Dotson could outdo McLaurin at any time. For sure. I remember, you know, McLaurin still coming off the turf toe injury. I've, you know, seen some stuff from our, you know, favorite Twitter doctors this week, kind of saying that, you know, this, he's probably still not back to hundred percent. They're saying more like, you know, week three, four is when he's going to be back to hundred percent. So I still think there's a good chance that Dotson leads Washington in targets this week. And really the way that Denver uses their corners in this one might tell us something about what they think of McLaurin versus Dotson, whether it's, you know, specific to this week and the toe or in general, because if Patrick Sertan doesn't travel with Terry McLaurin, it says that Jahan Dotson is closer to McLaurin than a lot of people probably think. Yep, for sure. Over at tight end. Seven of the top eight guys in our DK dollars per point check in at less than 4K in salary on DraftKings yeah. this week, Jared. Are you going into that level for your cash game tight end? Yes, for sure. I'm playing Luke Musgrave in cash at $3,200. Luke, so last week, Musgrave caught three balls for 50 yards. It legitimately could have been four catches for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Jordan Love overshot Musgrave for what would have been a 56-yard touchdown. He was wide open. That was in the second quarter. Then in the fourth quarter, you've you know probably seen this play. Musgrave broke wide open down the left sideline for what turned out to be a 37-yard catch, but just like stumbled over his own feet trying to make a, a catch that was a little off-thrown. But you know if he just holds his feet, it's a you know 41-yard touchdown. So a big game was just right there for him. Musgrave led all tight ends in air yards last week, again, be, you know, because of those two deep shots. And that's definitely in his repertoire, right? Like he is a big athletic dude. So I think that the deep stuff could keep coming. Um, and he gets the Falcons on Sunday who just gave up that uh, 41 catch one touchdown game to Hayden Hurst in the opener. So I think it looks like a good matchup for Musgrave too. Anytime that you can get a tight end that even has the ability to go downfield, whether he can do so without stumbling or not, uh, you know, that's yeah. a, a big potential differentiator at a position where a lot of guys are more plotters and touchdown heavy For tournament sure. side at tight end. What are you looking to do? Yeah. The other bill I was referring to before was Dalton Kincaid. Um, who's just $3,300 and right now projected for only 4% ownership. Now he didn't have a big fantasy game in week one, you know, but the, the bills passing game struggled in general outside of Steph Diggs. Dalton Kincaid ran 39 pass routes in week one that was seventh most among tight ends like you know, his role was everything we could have asked for in the opener he's he's out there on passing plays just thirty three hundred dollars again you're you're getting a tight end on the team with the highest implied total on the entire slate so i think the touchdown upside is pretty nice with kincaid um then i also like sam laporta a lot too another rookie tight end i guess i'm i'm, you know, I'm all over the rookie tight ends in dfs this week um, we'll see if that ends up being a stupid move but um laporta like kincaid Awesome usage in week one, right? 73% route rate for Laporta, five targets for a 14% target share. And then I still think the Seahawks defense is one you want to attack you know, more on the interior than the outside. I know uh, Tyler Higby kind of let us down last week, but Puka Nakua did a lot of his damage over the middle of the field. So I think, I mean, I'm on Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta, I think are in for, for big games this week against the Seahawks defense. I certainly think wideouts against that Seattle defense should be good in the, in the slot. We'll see about tight ends because one big change for Seattle versus last year is re-signing Bobby Wagner. So that could especially impact their tight end coverage, but you know, too early to say whether that is the case or not. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that going forward. And, you know, you mentioned rookie tight ends. That's obviously not generally a good bet, but this is not your general class. And we knew that going into the draft. We knew that by the way they were drafted and we saw that in week one with Laporta, Kincaid, and Musgrave all on the field plenty, all heavily involved in their passing offenses. So 
you know, we'll see how things go, but I don't think it's too early to consider those guys as part of your plan. Maybe not necessarily, you know, guaranteed go-tos yet, but we might not be far from all three of them turning into that. Yeah. And especially at these price tags too, right? I mean, as long as they're all below 4k, I think they're, they're really strong plays. Yeah. Yeah. We might see all of them consistently above 4k pretty soon this season. If things keep going that way. Um, what are you looking to do at the flex this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, same as usual. I think um, in cash, I'm going to be playing a third running back in the flex spot. We didn't even talk about Christian McCaffrey, but like, you know, 22 carries and I think it was five targets in week one. Like if he's going to get that type of usage, he's only 8,900 bucks on drafting this week. Like if he's going to get that type of usage, he's going to be a guy that is going to be you know priced closer to 10K pretty quickly. So I'm going to try to get, that's one reason to go down from Allen to Richardson at quarterback and cash. So you can fit Christian McCaffrey. And then yet tournament, you know, last week, I think playing three running backs in tournaments was viable because it was a pretty nice running back slate. It's not the case this week. I think it's kind of shaky at running back. So I'm very likely going to be, you know, using some of those cheaper wide receivers like a Dotson, Nico Collins, um, uh, Zay Flowers. We didn't mention, but he's 5,000 bucks on draftings. I think those types are uh, probably going to be filling my flex spot in tournaments. Are you chasing targets or like big play upside more with a flex wide receiver? Ideally both, <laughs> but um, in tournaments, I guess I want, I want downfield guys. Right. Um, so that's why mm-hmm. I do do like someone like Nico Collins who got all those air yards last week. Favorite defenses on DraftKings this week. What are you uh, looking at? I mean, there's nothing I love at defense this week. Like the, the Raiders come in as our top value on defense because they're 2,200 bucks and playing Josh Allen who like, you know, does turn it over. Like it, you, you saw it last week, obviously against a much better defense, but I mean, if you have, have to go there i think it's okay for cash i kind of like the jets honestly at 2700 bucks like it's obviously a bad matchup in dallas that's just a super talented defensive we just saw have a big fantasy game against a good offense uh offense that i think is a better matchup for defenses in the bills and the cowboys are but like the, the jets are good enough where they can put up you know decent fantasy production even in a bad matchup especially at this price tag just 2700 yeah, and when you're weighing them against the Bears at 2,800 who, you know, are playing Baker Mayfield but just aren't that good, and Baker Mayfield played decently well last week, or the Ravens against the Bengals, it's it's certainly not a stretch to take the Jets yeah. just because um, they're playing against Dallas. So if you're ready to play week two on DraftKings, start your play by visiting DraftSharks.com. There you will find our DFS tools along with Jared's cash game and tournament articles. And if you win big, let us know about it. Hit us on Twitter. Hit us in the DraftSharks Discord. We'd love to celebrate the win with you. For Jared Small and the entire DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.